Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby Alpha Round 3 and Super Rugby AU Round 4 Preview. Yes, we are early this week uh, and there's good reason for that. I have uh, been asked to help manage the uh, Waihi Rugby uh, um, Prems team or A-team, senior team, whatever you want to call it, Um, which means I've got to get down to trainings on Thursday evenings. Uh, And so that means that uh, I'm having to... We're going to be doing a bit of a collaboration with Steve um, from Invercargill, who uh, runs the Cornflake channel. Uh, he broadcasts uh, his preview every Thursday, and that is now going to be broadcast on New Zealand Sports Radio. So uh, that's how things are going to be happening going forwards, folks. The uh, eight, what is normally or has been an 8 p.m. Uh, preview show will be a 5 p.m., pre- about five, between five and a half, five um, preview show um, every Thursday. Um, by Steve and Shane, who you'll recognise from both of them being on New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, so um, I'm going to hand it over to them uh, and uh, let them um, do this. Sh- uh, this is the show they uh, put out earlier today. And I say from now on, uh, from next week onwards, they will be going live on this channel. So let's hand over to Steve and Shane. What is going on everyone and welcome back along to the channel for our usual weekly date on a Thursday afternoon. It is Super Rugby preview time and as always we've got four smashing games coming your way and today on this little stream we're going to be previewing all the action that is going to be taking place. So as we always do, it's about, what is it? It's just after five o'clock and as always we're right on cue as well. So we're going to be joined by a special guest, as we always are. And you know what? We'll just we'll welcome the great man in straight away. Shane, welcome along. As always, thanks for joining us. Um, how have you been over the last week, my friend? Yeah, I've been good, Steve. Working hard, getting things done. And, um, oh, mate, we're, we're only, what, 30 hours or, or less since some rugby and... And some really good rugby that we're seeing over the last couple of weeks too, particularly here in Australia. So I just can't wait. It's not far away from getting underway yet again. It's, it was a fourth round of AU and the third round of 
Aotearoa. So we're really getting into the competition now. Things are starting to uh, heat up as we get into the well, the, the part of the season now. We get to see you know those, those slow starters start to come into effect, and we start to see the best teams emerging at the top, and the ones who aren't performing too well, Waratahs. Us firmly stuck uh, to the bottom. But um, if you are tuning in in the chat, do give us a, a bit of a comment. Say say hi. Ask us any questions as we go through. Or leave your picks um, on the matches as well uh, in the comment section if you do want to say any words. But uh, let's dig straight into it, Shane, uh, shall we? For a, a good old Thursday afternoon, ready for Super Rugby. We are kicking off, and it's it's a oh, it's a nice one over your side of the ditch, isn't it? Let's get this up. Bingo. The Force versus the Rebels. Boy, you, you, you messaged me yesterday, Shane, and you said, this game, based on the team that the Force have named, got you pretty excited, didn't it? I did. Um, we welcome Tamani, um, who's going to be playing on the bench back into Australian rugby, a wallaby from a few years back. Um, played with the Melbourne Rebels. Um you see a lot of players these days between the Melbourne Rebels and the Western Force, and that just fires up the rivalry even more. But um, what's got me excited is that uh, the team, the, the team of the Western Force, have, have really, you know, played some entertaining rugby, and they got that win. And now they're up against a team that um, in the Melbourne Rebels who have been a little unlucky over the last two weeks. Um, and probably deserve to come out of Canberra with a win. So, yeah, it's getting me really excited, Steve. Well, you're not wrong about that, are you? Last weekend, goodness me, and the weekend before, to, to miss that winning penalty and then to be stung by one back the other way by the Brumbies. Boy, not much luck is riding on the way with this Rebels team, but you've got to think, going into this one, surely they'll have to be a massive, massive favourites given the performances they put up against the two best Australian teams they are a shoo-in for the top three. And, and you feel, as those fixtures reverse back the other way, they are going to be a team that could potentially go that extra one point or those extra two points and topple this result back the other way. The team we're talking about, we'll have a look at it. The Western Force is starting 15 for them this weekend, starting off with the front row, as always. Uh, Tom Robinson, uh, Filitai Kaitu, and Santiago Madrano, the Pumas, there, the Argentinian starts uh, i think his first start in that front row as well jeremy thrush gets a new partner in the second row with ryan mccauley joining him in the number five jumper it's fergus lee warner kane kutika and bernard stander who complete the pack thomas kubelli gives a pair of argentinians in the team jake mcintyre keeps his place with that number 10 jumper it's the big bruises of richard kahui and tavita kurandrani in midfield with marcel braki on the left wing byron ralston the right and of course the irish little wonder of rob carney the veteran at a fullback for the force and just talk about uh Sidaleki tamani also on the bench the big name but good bench for that team greg holmes is on there as well in prior um, plenty of experienced players on that team for the Western Force. Up against them for the Rebels. I've been impressed with this by but, but Corvus Eloff, I think, has been one of the most oh, underrated fantastic. players. He has really come on brilliantly, and I questioned him. I remember when we did the first preview of the Rebels game, I said, who's this guy? Um, he, he completes a forward pack or front row that's you know, got some good talent of players, but he's been the standout for me. I've been really impressed with him. Uh, he partners once again with James Hansen, and uh, Ponit Fahamasili in that front row. Ross Halepidi and Trevor Hosea. Again, another one. Hosea's been phenomenal for that Rebels team in that second row. Uh, Josh Kimney, Richard Hardwick, and Michael Wells complete the pack. 
the real cog that is key to this team. Joe Powell and Matt Tamua again in the halves. Uh, Reese Hodge at 12. Stacey Ellie, who, for a guy, you know, you, you think, um, who is he? Uh, obviously, uh, a minor 10 cup player here in New Zealand. Now he's progressed to rugby. He doesn't do much wrong, does he, in the team? He doesn't see the world on fire, but you don't go, oh, there's that guy again doing something wrong. He's been very, very solid. Uh, Corin Betty, of course, on the left wing, as always. Lockie Anderson on the right, and Tom Pincus at fullback. And there's more Argentinians on the bench as well. Uh, Sodoni on the bench, um, wearing 18 for the Rebels. So, two good teams on paper, but you surely, you've got to say, the way the Rebels are playing, they've got the edge in this, don't they? Uh, no, no. I, I, I really want to see the Western Force get their revenge on the Melbourne Rebels, actually, from four years back. And we all know the story with the, the Super Rugby Cull. Um, and I just like the, the, the Force's the forces side. They did the world also a favour by beating the Waratahs last week, which um, the poor old Waratahs can't take a trick can they but um look I, I like what the force are putting on paper um i really like the way that they um are working on their tactics and their line running is really good jeremy thrush was outstanding last week fergus lee water in that back row bernard stander um against i've got to say my favorite front rowers of all time in the rebels i love the way they play the run the way they go for those big runs and then knocking defenders over, it's beautiful to watch. Um, I really enjoyed that, particularly Elof. He, he played really well last week. Uh, the, the only thing I would have probably wondered where Mayotte is, who I thought played a little bit better at 10 uh, than Jake McIntyre. He certainly did a lot of shuffling last week. If he wants to do a bit more shuffling, he could do that on a building site. <laughs> digging foundations for the concrete pool. Um, so he's got to do a little bit more in that that regard. So other than that, I, th I still like the force on paper. The Rebels have a good side and they'll no, no doubt be up for it. So I'll go on the force by one in a, in a, in a, in a thriller to start Friday night. I think the, the big talking point in this game uh, and the way the Rebels have played, you, you look at the results and, and they've lost by a, a point or two, but they've failed to score a try. Um, or, or look like scoring tries, really. They've, last weekend, they were never going to get over that line, and they, they have a game plan of, of just taking those threes. We know the Force are a team that love to run. They love to score tries. They love to keep ball in hand. They're probably a bit more of a take-risk team. Um, and it's a bit of a battle, isn't it, this weekend of the T-kickers versus the try-scorers. Do you think the Rebels are going to go a bit more adventurous now? Against the Force, I think that this is... Okay, maybe the Waratahs will be the team you'll be at your most peak confidence, but against the Force, surely that will they be a bit more, uh, I guess, risky in their style of play? Do you think, or, or will they just stick to that kick for the post? Any opportunity to take three, just take every single one you can. Well, I've got to say, I think that I think they would have played a little bit more attacking rugby. Um, had they had DHP there, Haler Petty, um, as well at fullback, which would have... Um, and I do believe from what I've read earlier in the week, Stephen, that um, he they're not sure when he will actually come back and play. So with the concussions and the, the issues that he has, and 
And first and foremost, safety of the player, as we all believe, you've got to look after that first. Um, but uh, I, I just do believe that they're missing a, perhaps that attacking fullback. Um, I, I, I don't think there's a lack of trying to attack. It's just uh, the way that um, they're structured to take the three. And, and you've got to take points, particularly in Australian derbies. You've got to accumulate the points, otherwise the other team will um, work their way into it. And we saw what happens when you can work your way into it, like the Force did last week against Waratah. So, look, um, we'll see. The, the point that was illustrated by so many last week, particularly on the in the commentary box, was that the, the Rebels aren't scoring tries, and they and tries is really what's going to probably win your matches 95% of the time in rugby. Well, they just about had two really good arguments to that, didn't they? Uh, two weeks and they could have just about won two games against the two best teams by just kicking penalties. And they almost did the unthinkable thing, which would have been a great achievement if they could have got away with that. When you've got an ace goal kicker, it certainly makes things a little bit easier. But I'm expecting a, an exciting matchup too. I think we should see the force go a bit more attacking. I hope see the Rebels look for five-pointers a bit more than we have um, in the last couple of weeks. But I think I've gone the opposite. We're starting off against each other. Um, as much as I would love to see the Force win, and every time, you, as you talked about this Derby match, I, I would love to see the Force always win this game because it's yeah those old boys taking over their team when they got kicked out. Here's the revenge. Have a bit of this pie in your face. Uh, I'd love to see it. So I'd love to be wrong, but I do think the Rebels are going to win it. How much do I think they're going to win it by? Of course, it's got to be three points, doesn't it? It's, it's got to be three points. Uh, it's going to be a three-pointer. This time, they'll get that little extra and get the job done um, against the force, I do think. But, geez, I'll tell you what, I'll be happily, happily, happily be wrong um, tomorrow night if it does go the way of the Western force. Okay, let's flip the switch over to New Zealand, where it is the Crusaders versus the Chiefs. I mean, Shane, where do you start in this one? The Crusaders are just, they're insatiable, aren't they? You just can't help but enjoy the, the way they play. You love to hate them. Everyone doesn't like them. But, boy, they play some really good rugby, don't they? They're like the Melbourne Storm in the NRL. Um, they'll have the Crusaders and the Storm will have their supporters and the rest will be against them. Um, and, oh, no, I'm probably in that against them column. But they do play good rugby. Uh, that's no doubt about it. Um, they they really did play a good game against the Hurricanes. I will say that um, I would have probably been a little bit upset that they fell asleep in the last 20 minutes and let the Hurricanes play some attacking footy and score a couple of tries. But, um, you know, I think that um, they'd just get the job week in, week out. The Chiefs... Boy, they can frustrate you. Yeah. Um, with the with the talent they got too. Um, Twenty to six up against um, your Highlanders, and um, well, you know they just uh, fell. As they also fell asleep, and um, I like watching big players do big things. And Jonah Nariki is a big player who did big things, and they just didn't cut him down in defence. Mm. Um, and you can't afford to give the Crusaders any room in in your defensive line because they'll take it. 
even more opportunities. So, you know, one of those things, <laughs> um, you just think that the Crusaders are going to nicely sail away with this one. Yeah, it's hard to see it going any other way, is it? Especially the way that the Chiefs started off their season last weekend. Such a great first half, but like you say, so frustrating in the way they just got, well, one man uh, just took them to pieces, but they just don't seem to have that, uh, I don't know, mental ability, the continuity. The, they've been together a long time. There's a lot of players been there a long time. It's hard to say that they don't have um, the relationship between the players to, to play at that level. So it's really bizarre why they can't play uh, at a good level consistently with that sort of squad and, and be so hot and cold at times and just completely fall off the radar like they did last weekend. We'll have a look at the two teams um, for this matchup. The Crusaders at home. Now, they've got a few changes in their lineup as well. Uh, George Bow will start in the number one jumper with the incredible, and boy, hasn't he come on massively. This He's, he's a world-class player, Cody Taylor, but this season he has been next level. You can put a one in front of his two and you can put him in midfield, no problem. Uh, Michael Elianatol will sit alongside him to complete that front row. Scott Barrett and uh, Sam Whitelock in the second row. Sione Harvili, Tom Christie and Cullen Grace are the back row for the Crusaders. Mitch Drummond gets the nod this week in the number nine with Richie Moanga, of course, outside him at 10. Midfield sees David Harvili at 12. It's good to see him back in an attacking place as well for the second week in a row. Jack Goodhue's his partner in midfield. Left wing is Lester Fyanganuku, Severis on the right, and Will Jordan at fullback. It's um it's a deadly, deadly team. Up against them for the Chiefs. Ruben O'Neill starts at one. Simasoni Takiaho wears two. And Angus Tartville comes into the starting lineup this week wearing three at tight head. Uh, Tupu Vai starts alongside a debutant, Josh Lord. So we talked about the young guys, uh, Akui, last week starting in that second row. Now we've got a whole... Um, new player in Josh Lord starting in the middle of that pack. Mitch Brown at six. Sam Kane and Luke Jacobson complete the forwards. Brad Weber, he's a scrum half. And Bryn Gatlin, who they seem to really like at 10, which pleases me because it also means Damian McKenzie is at 15. Midfield, Quinta Pyre comes back into the side and Sean Wainui accompanies him. Atini Nanai Satoro, the dancing glittery shoes of Nanai Satoro on the left wing. Sean Stevenson back in the team on the right wing. And, of course, McKenzie at fullback. Um, plenty of talented names in there, Shane. I mean, Nano Satoru was fantastic last weekend, wasn't he? Just beating defenders. Didn't make a line break, but he beat about uh, 15 or so, 12, 15 defenders. He was fantastic. Uh, but they just lack that penetration to just finish chances and, and the ruthlessness, I guess you say. But they should have it with that team, shouldn't they? Yeah, ruthlessness is something uh, in rugby naturally i like it um that you just gotta you gotta do because there's as we know steve we're in in derby season in both australia and new zealand and you can't afford to lose too many um particularly at home um and you know it, it that was probably one that they should have won coming into this game where well, they're probably going to lose. Um, we we know in sport anything can can change, um, but but when you've got a team that is so committed, like the Crusaders, um, ruthlessness is in their game. Can I ask the Chiefs players where is this ruthlessness week in week out, mate? I mean it's. 
I, I like watching the Chiefs play because when they do play good rugby, they play 80 minutes of really entertaining stuff. But, you know, you can't just play for 40 minutes and then uh, think, you know, I'll go to sleep now. Um, you know, look at look at the talent of um, Nariki. Look at what the midfield forwards did for the Highlanders. They were quick to the breakdown. That's a Chiefs. It's usually a Chiefs tactic. Angle line running, quick to the breakdown, get your backs in, they, they get the space. Um, so, you know, I don't even know. Bryn Gatlin's had probably more clubs than Greg Norman has. <laughs> um, and he's a terrific young bloke, mate, but I don't know if he cuts it as a Super Rugby 10. I really don't think he does. Um, supporting someone like Brad Weber, who's going to have to have a big game. Same with McKenzie. And then the, the Chiefs forwards are going to really have to aim up against a top-quality Crusaders pack. So I'm going to say the Crusaders by double digits. I'm going to say by 15 again. Yeah, you're not far wrong from that. Um, yeah, they just don't seem like they have that ability to play, especially against Crusaders. You give them a chance against just about anyone else's competition, uh, especially like the Hurricanes haven't been that impressive either. Uh, the Highlanders have certainly started well, but boy, this Crusaders team it, like is ruthless. They they really are just going to completely, I think, um, clean them up from start to finish. You may get a little bit of a a little flurry from the Chiefs. They may do something special, make themselves a little bit of something out of the game. But overall, I think the, these Crusaders just know how to play. They know how to win. They time their games very very well. If anything, they're getting stronger. They're getting losing players. It's amazing, look at this team. Um, they've lost Joe Moody. You don't even recognise it when you look at it. George Bauer, you know, he's been around Super Rugby for a couple of years now. Um, they're getting players um, like Fitu Douglas back. Uh, he starts on the reserves, so he's a normal starter sort of player for them as well. Um, it, it just the, the core of this team that just goes so deep. So many talented players. Harvili comes back. And then you put a Dallas McLeod to the bench. He was really, really good last weekend as well. So it just keeps building uh, for this Crusaders team. And they just look so tough to beat. And especially at home, second week in a, in a row at home, they are going to be really incredibly difficult to beat. Um, for the Chiefs, I don't know. They, they need something. I mean, Damien McKenzie, to me, isn't is looking like he's not even up to Super Rugby standard, uh, let alone into international standard. He just has not had a good game in so long. He's not been that player that... Everyone fell in love with years ago. He, he destroyed teams with his silky running and his exciting play. We haven't seen that from him in, in quite some time. So they need something big from the team. The forwards, like you say, have to compete because they're going to struggle to do that for a start off. And then they need to just get something more out of that back line, use the players you got, those talented players, and try and do something. But I agree with you. I'm riding it on my board. Crusaders, nice and easy to put, win this one. Jeez, take your pick. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a little bit nicer and just say by 12. Uh, for the Crusaders on this one um, for game number two. Now, following that, we go back over your side of the ditch, and it is... Well, this is the one we've been waiting for for quite some time, ever since round one. I was like, oh, I can't wait for this one. Brumbies and the Reds. This is... I mean, the Rebels are pushing these two sides, but this is the game we've been waiting for, isn't it? Yeah, grand final replay. Sure. Um, there's not much in these two sides. I don't think you can really separate them um, too much anymore. Other than the Brumbies are just that little bit 
like the Crusaders, just that little bit superior in in our Australian game. Um, you'll see, as I do, um, the tactics are very similar for both sides. Both sides play old-school Australian rugby. Um, both are very, very proud, now blue-collar sides. Um, a lot more youth um, from that Reds. Gee, they've developed over the last three years. Gee, it's so good to see um, what Brad Thorne's done with that side. Um, gee, it's good to see what McKellar has done with the Brumby side uh, as well. And and before we go any further, congratulations to Tom Cusack, who becomes the 18th captain of the Brumbies franchise um, with Alan Alatoa out with suspension for the high tackle. Um, so the Brumbies, other than that, look virtually the same on paper. And I think the Reds, with the week off, will feel fresh and ready to go. They'll be up for it. Um, it's going to be a very exciting game because the forward packs are very similar in the way they do things, in set pieces and the like. Um, the Brumbies have that mauling game. They have that... You know, when in doubt, go to your mall. Um, you know, they also have a good phase. They build up their phase very patiently. And I will say, Steve, I honestly believe that these two coaches could, if Dave Rennie doesn't work out, one of them will coach the Wallabies. There you go. You heard it here first. Future of the coach of the Wallabies is coming out of this matchup. You can't argue with it, can you? The form of their teams, the players have built up, like you said. You can't um, argue with that at all. We've looked at these two sides before this matchup. Um, before we look at it too much, bro, there's a couple of changes. Not, like you say, huge ones. Of course, that front row, um, Tom Ross comes in at tight head uh, to replace Elan Atoll. But also is the try-scoring hooker, Falau Fanger, that returns. He is back, starting in number two, and Scott Co is in one. Darcy Swain and Kate Neville are in the second row. Rob Valentini, Tom Cusack and Pete Samu. That's the rest of the Brumbies pack. Nick White and Lola Seo are in the halves with Ira Simone and Len Ikitao in midfield. Mac Hansen the left wing and Emil Head the right. Tom Banks at fullback. Again, just that front row. The rest of the team is pretty much consistent with how they've played all season long. On the other side of things, for the Reds, Dane, Xander, Alex Murphy, and Taniala Tupo are one, two, and three. Angus Blythe and Lucan Solakai Loto in the second row. Angus Scott Young completes the double header of hyphen names there with Fraser McWright at seven and Harry Wilson at number eight. Tate McDermott, James O'Connor there on the halves again. Here we go. Here's the change for the Reds. Hunter Paisami at inside center with Jordan Pattaya. There's your combination. I think a lot of people have been calling for since the start of the Reds' season. Uh, Flipo Dalgunu on the left wing, and Sulesi Vainavalu is on the right. So he's there, the speedster. Um, not the quickest in the team, apparently, but he's there on the right-hand side with Jock Campbell at fullback. Now, Shane, last time we seen the Reds, they got that lucky escape from the Rebels, didn't they? Then they had a week off. That's in round two of the season. It's bizarre to say this, but that was probably the best result they could have got before having the bye. It gave them a bit of a shake-up, and it gave them things to work on in that bye week. Now, going to this, surely they would have definitely stepped up their game for this big, big matchup. Knowing what's coming and knowing what they got found out by the Rebels, 
they should be in tip-top shape for this, surely. They got a physical workout with the Melbourne Rebels and their forward pack, um, and the Melbourne Rebels always try to play a very physical game, So, um, as, as do the Reds with their forwards. So they're coming straight into another physical game with the Brumbies where they're going to have to work hard, and it's going to be one in, in either midfield. And uh, just like the great Michael Jackson said, it's a thriller. It's a thriller night. Um, and this game will go, I reckon, like last week with the Brumbies and the Rebels and, and the the Reds and the, Brum, uh, the, the Rebels before that, it will go down to the final siren. Uh, I really, you know... Get off the tractor, you know, get your barbecues ready, do your chuklotto nights at the bowling club and then get back on a Saturday night at home for some rugby. Um, this is an Aussie Derby. I really am excited um, to watch. I'm going to go another one-pointer. I'd love to say the Reds are going to win it in Canberra with a very passionate vocal Brumbies crowd behind their team. I think that'll just get them over the line by point. Um, but I think that we're going to see another classic like the grand final last year. Um, they're, they're the two best Australian sides. I think you, you're probably going to see another grand final in the making here again. I agree with you. Um, like we talked at the start, the Rebels, I think, have, have put themselves streaks ahead. Well, maybe not streaks ahead, but definitely above the Waratahs. Waratahs are firmly at the bottom of the force, and the Rebels are kind of, you know, sitting in that fourth and third uh, sort of spots. Then your top two teams here are facing off this weekend. It's very quickly this competition, and the matter of four rounds sorted itself out as to where teams really lay. And you can, you can tell an upset now a mile away uh, with these two sides. They are quite spread out. Um, as to their positionings in the table. So it's going to be an exciting matchup. I yeah, thought about this one too, but I'm, I'm going completely um, back to the team that I want to win this game. I'm going to kill the Reds. They're going to do it. They're going to upset the Brumbies. Someone's got to do it. Someone's going to upset the Crusaders. The Hurricanes did it last year. This year, someone's got to do it as well, and someone's got to do it to the Brumbies. I think this is a changing of the guard, surely. Come on, the Reds. Bring it now to be that top-tier team in Australian rugby. This is a chance um, to really put that pressure on that top place side and, and make a fight for that um, top spot because like you say, home ground advantage this week for the Brumbies, the return game obviously will be for the Reds, that's going to be crucial if they can do the double header would be well, that would sign, seal and deliver their place at the top of that table as well so that's going to be an exciting game to double up for your Saturday night finishing off your weekend though as a Sunday matchup now Shane, you love a bit of um Sunday afternoon rugby or just afternoon rugby don't you and, and this one should be right up your alley it's the Blues up against the Highlanders what's your thoughts on this well firstly big thanks to the New Zealand Rugby Union uh, for having the traditional form of rugby game on a Sunday 3.30 um, 1.30 our time here so it's lunch time or late lunch or more lunch <laughs> um, yes more lunch for me um but I love afternoon rugby. It's a traditional form. Hopefully some of the restrictions have eased over there so we can see a bit of a crowd um, and, um, and just enjoy 
And if the weather conditions are good, we're going to just see some running rugby in the afternoon, which is really exciting. Um, traditionally, when I see these two sides play, uh, it ends up in a scrap fest. Um, and uh, there's more scraps than in a scrap metal yard um, down, the, down the road from my place, mate. Um, so, <laughs> you know, but... I've got to say, though, in that scrap game, there's a lot of entertainment. There's a lot of hard work. Uh, the big forwards love those games because they get straight down into work. Um, big hits and, um, uh, you know, more hits than the karaoke night um, that you go to. So, so yeah, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, I think. Um, it's a good way, a really good way to finish off our, our Super Rugby Week. It is indeed, and sadly, because it's a Sunday game, it's, it's the biggest downfall of the Sunday game, is that we don't have the teams yet. So uh, that will probably be again announced, I'd imagine, tomorrow at some point, or Friday at some point, so we should see them very, very soon. But I think we could probably see fairly predictable, especially, I think, from the Highlanders' point of view, uh, lineups, the way they played in that second half, I think, had to be rewarded. You may see some guys who were on the bench last week come into the starting lineup for their performances and impact that they made onto that game against the Chiefs. Uh, for the Blues, though, plain sailing for them, they'll want to just carry on with how they left off last weekend as well. So two teams, I think, mentally will be in a pretty good spot, squad-wise be in a pretty good spot, and they won't want to change too much about their team but I do expect hopefully like you say we get some good weather because this one could become an exciting fun game and I do hope we see guys like Jonah and Recky we've talked about him so much how great he was against the Chiefs I just hope that's not a, a flash in the pan a, a one game wonder I, I want to see more of that I want to see more of that from him and I think if he's going to have that ability to turn into a quality top tier player He's got to bring those sort of performances more often for a team like the Highlanders who just need that X factor outside back in their team. And him doing that just takes so much pressure off the rest of the team because they don't try and do so much. The trouble with the Highlanders a lot of the time is they try and do too much for what they got. They're, someone's got to stand up. Uh, they don't have a, a reliable Ben Smith sort of guy they can always rely on. They can go back to, he'll do something to get us out of trouble or to make something happen or create space. They've lost that now, the, 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 the Naholo days as well. So now they've got a guy, Nariki. Everyone's like, oh, okay, we've got to watch him. So that they can keep that up, and he can keep that up. It's going to certainly help their team perform, knowing that they've got that weapon. That it's going to just take a little bit more of the um, consciousness of the other sides away from you know guys in the midfield. And, and Solomon Alomalo, he can come into action as well. He's a guy that can spark things and make things happen. So it's promising signs for the Highlanders. Um, the Blues are still be considering themselves uh, the top team. I think they'll be wanting to fight for the Crusaders again this season, thinking they're the best team. I think they're. I don't think they're as good as last year, and I think the Highlanders will certainly probably give themselves a chance. Uh, but ultimately, I think the Blues will be the ones who will want to take this home, especially with that home ground advantage. They've been performing fairly well too, and they perform to their strengths. I think the Blues this season are something that they've come along with, and they do quite well. But how are you seeing this one going, Shane? Are you going for a home victory uh, for the boys? Oh, they're going to be both in blue. Uh, what are we going to see? We're going to see a white Highlanders. That's what we're going to see, a white team Highlanders. No green kits anymore, but at least they're not clashes. Are you going for the home victor? Yeah, I am. Um, I... 
I like this game because a lot of forward work gets done. As much as I'm a big fan of the backs and particularly my man Jonah. Man, I love watching him play, man. Um, you know, like the forwards are in, in this game. In, traditionally, when I watch Blues and Highlanders game, you see a lot of forward running. Um, you don't see too many phases because... Uh, these two sides are very scrappy, but whoever will get the forward domination will win the game. And that will allow some space later for the backs um, to have a run. So expect a lot of work, you know, from um, the Iwani brothers in the, mid, in the midfield. Um, expect, you know, the Blues to, I think they've really started to muscle up a bit and, um, they're probably going to be your second side in New Zealand, actually. Um, the Highlanders played really well in that second half, so they're just going to have to, as you said, they're going to have to keep that form up. Um, and and hopefully it's not just a one-game one thing here and there. Um, players like Jonah Nariki are exciting to watch. And... and if we get the right weather conditions, if the forwards do the work enough and, and, and the backs can can run their back line smoothly, uh, the nines and tens can do that, then you will see some tries being scored and we'll say, what a great derby that was. So let's hope it's that way. Um, I'm, I'm in the traditional point for me of saying one pointer, so I'll go the blues by a point. Don't go away from what's working so far this this weekend, eh? Now, I agree. I'm going to go the Blues as well, as much as it pains me to say it. Uh, but I think their home ground advantage, and, and I agree with what you say, that forward battle is going to be the intense thing. I just think it's very evenly matched up, but being at home uh, and the Blues just might have that little edge. It's going to come to who turns up on the day. That, that's how close this game is. And if the Highlanders get an advantage, I think, in the number 10s. So you're going to have Black against... I would expect a guy like Ioane. Highlanders can win or lose that themselves. Uh, or Black can lose it as well, but he's probably not going to win it by himself. Ioane is an X-Factor guy, a confidence player. If he, if he goes on his game, he gets a, a bit of a happiness up and a bit of excitement up, he can tear the game to shreds. If he doesn't, confidence goes down, that um, that Blues will run all over him if he can't get things quite right. So it's, it's going to be who turns up. It's going to be close and exciting. I think the Blues are going to win it by four points. I think they've got probably... The more senior sort of guys, like Tui Pilotu, um, like say, Ioannis uh, have stood up. So Tutu's the guys like that. They've been uh, fairly strong performers and consistent, I think, is the biggest thing for them. So the Highlanders, a bit wishy-washy uh, from those big guys. So, so if they don't turn up, the Blues will do this one nicely. Like, yeah, Blues by four for me. And um, Paul's going, uh, he's going by the Blues. Of course you're going to the Blues, Paul. We know you're going to the Blues. You've sport the Blues Every single time, um, even if they're playing an international team, uh, the Lions come over, you'll still pick the Blues. Uh, so there we go. He's one-eyed. One-eyed as you can get. But that is it, Shane. We've, we've done. We've gone through our four games already. Nice and easy. I mean, we don't waste time around here. We get things nicely right on cue, perfectly timed. Another weekend is done. Super Rugby, like I say, just over 24 hours away from getting things started for another weekend. Round four of Super Rugby AU, and of course, round three of Super Rugby Aotearoa. Shane, any last final thoughts before we wrap up today's episode? What are you looking forward to the most this weekend? The barbecues? Yeah. Um, of course you are. Well, 
you know, as as we love to say, I'm a I'm a worker. All the workers get off your trucks, get off your tractors. Um, when you finish doing the work in the barning room, whatever, um, just get to your house, get to the rugby, get get your rugby on, you know, get out there and really enjoy what rugby is all about. Um, we've got four wonderful derbies, and the players just they just can't wait to get out there and entertain you. So enjoy your weekend, folks. That indeed, and we will be back here next weekend, of course, about this time, around 5 o'clock-ish, when we're both free and ready to do it. So make sure you uh, stick around the channel, hit the subscribe button, of course, and if you do enjoy it, you can leave us a good old thumbs up as well. But yes, if you want to be no notified when we are going to go live, make sure you do subscribe as well, and you've got to let the hit the notifications, or else you won't know, and then you won't know when the preview's coming, and then you won't be able to watch it, and then your life will be just not quite the same heading into a Super Rugby weekend. So that is the key to Super Rugby happiness. There we go. We've solved the issues of the world, Shane. That is us. Thank you for coming on the show yet again. I hope to see you next weekend as well. And everyone out there watching, thanks for coming by. And until then, take care. So thank you, folks, um, for watching and listening. As I say, we'll be having uh, Cornflake or Steve and uh, Shane uh, will be back. We'll be doing our preview shows going forward for the rest of the season. So thank you for the collab um, with them uh, it's uh, it's great to have them on that. I say two regulars on the other shows as well. Uh, so don't um, so do stick around for that. As he says, it'll be at the earliest slot around about five between five and five thirty, generally towards five ish. Uh, that they'll be going live with this one. And um, but obviously you can always listen to the recording as a podcast, um, and also the uh, shows, the videos will be recorded and available on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So. Um, have a wonderful weekend, folks. Looking forward to the Super Rugby. We'll be live straight after the Crusaders versus the Chiefs with post-match reaction on Saturday evening um, for that one and back at 8pm on Sunday with the review of all the games from the weekend. Um, enjoy it, folks, and catch you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.